welcome back to this week's episode of Back Chat, the only podcast with 100% of your recommended weekly intake of fiber. <laughs> Are you saying because we talk about poop a lot? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Let's just um, really make our momager happy and start the episode off with poop talk. Yeah. Also, like, kind of true, though. Sometimes if you talk about poo a lot, you have to poo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Fiber Fib- for your ears, y'all. Clean them out. In. Fiber for back chat. Fiber, Fiber for, for your, your ears. ears. This is gross. <laughs> oh my god. Ear fiber. Oh, that reminds me of one of my corkers was showing me. Um, they did one of those candle wax things. Oh yeah, ear candling. Have you ever done that? I have, and it's so weird. I've, I've, I've heard, never done it, but I've I really it want to. It doesn't actually work. I don't know. I've heard there's some quack science, but there's literally like a lot of stuff is in that candle after. It makes sense, actually. And you can hear it in your ear. Like you can feel and hear Suction things out. sucking out. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's because like wax, it wax, like it's two kind of similar-ish substances. Okay. So it like pulls it out. I don't actually really know how it works. But anyways, they were showing me like their a picture of what came out of their ear. It's insane. And I was like, it's shocking. that's insane. And they were like, yeah, like my ear feels so like airy today. Oh, wow. Wow. I was like, wow. You know, the, I have tried it like a long time ago. I did it with my mom, actually. We candled our ears. Oh my God, amazing. And it was really funny because like you put your head down on a table and yeah. you stick this candle in and then you light it on fire. Yeah. And it was just so funny to atta- like light something on fire that's attached to your head. Yeah, right. And I just remember us laughing so hard because we were worried the flame wouldn't go out and we oh were my like God. burn ourselves. Yeah, well, it was actually- Don't you have to cut the thing, cut <laughs> the candle? Yeah, and- but we, the first one we did, we didn't. And we had like this huge flame and it was actually hilarious. Oh my Thinking God. back, I completely forgot about that until you brought it up and that's it's actually a very fun childhood memory. That's so funny. <laughs> Candling my ears with my mom. Can, can we do that? Yeah, we would should. Would you want to do that? I, I would. Because you need to have two people. You can't do it alone. You should not ear candle alone. Never If you're ear listening can- to the show. candle responsibly. Yeah, ear candle responsibly. Never ear candle alone. Never. No? Yeah. Um, Make sure you're getting your ear candles from a reputable source. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're looking, um, I know that my coworker got them from uh, Sweet Cherubim Sweet on Commercial Drive. Sweet Cherubim on Commercial Sweet Cherubim. Like a Sweet cherub. Cherubim. Oh, cute. Cherubim. That's cute. Sweet Cherubim. Sweet Cherubim. I thought you just slurred Cherubim. It's bomb. like, it's... <laughs> You're like, Crystal, let's enunciate here. Yeah, you drank too much coffee. We're for the record, really we're just did. drinking back chat coffee today. Yeah. I made us a nice little pot. We had a cup of it from Small Victory. Yeah, which, which was, my I had a seven dollar almond milk latte. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck this," and it was good, but it wasn't that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but they make their own almond milk in yeah. house. So. I know, but still, it's like you guys are making enough money. You just make lattes the same amount of money. Like, don't, mm-hmm. and don't make it seven dollars because that's just a fucking rude thing to do. And I don't believe you that it costs that much money to make that stupid cup of fucking milk. Whatever. You bought an almond ounces. latte in the middle of Yale Town. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't $40. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Sometimes like the cost of living in Vancouver just like makes me so it's mad. It's insane. Because like if we had more money to spend on, like if we had more of a disposable income, at, like as a, you know, some people, it's just like not um, something for most young adults. Most young adults do not have a lot extra of spending money. Income. Yeah. Like not a lot of my friends do. It's like you're, you're kind of like house broke. Yeah. You know, rent broke, rent broke. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're paying so much money. And it's like, if you, maybe you have to, you, maybe you have a couple things that you're going to do yeah. in the two weeks that you like budget for, yeah. but it makes it really hard to save. It's like, and it makes it really hard for like local businesses to survive because people don't have money to spend. Yeah. You can't spend your money at the business. Yeah. And like, if like you're actually making a quality product and you also need to survive to live in the city, it's like your maybe your product is going to be really quality, but it's like people can't afford it. Yeah. Right. So then you have like people go in on Amazon instead. Right. And mm-hmm. then we just keep supporting these like mega companies and like blah, blah. True. Anyways, there's my Aquarius tan 
tangent. Well, speaking of like supporting them though, you know what you could do? Because you love goldfish. The yeah. crackers. Like you even know that they're owned by basically Monsanto now and you still eat them. I don't. I try not to much. grind a fucking out me. You know how you can get those little candy bracelets? Oh yeah. You could make goldfish edible goldfish necklaces. Ew. And sell them on the side and That's have more terrible. disposable income. They, well, they I mean, you're, stale. you're not really selling this that well. No, they wouldn't be. They're so pumped full of preservatives. They'll last forever. <sighs> oh, my God. How about, how about this instead? Someone makes like – someone out there makes some vegan goldfish, okay? Okay. But like homemade that actually tastes good and like – You like, know, maybe it's not you a goldfish. know OG goldfish tastes good. You can't Of course they taste good. Are you kidding? Oh, They're you my like, favorite. You mean like a vegan thing that actually I'm, tastes good? I'm saying – yeah. Okay, okay. I got it. Like make some like make something – no, I'm not saying vegan food tastes bad, but I'm just saying like <laughs> – Make a goldfish that tastes as good as goldfish. Yes. Like make, but what would it be? Mm, what do you Instead mean? of goldfish, what would it be? Oh, because it's vegan. Like what? Like because you can't do goldfish because that's probably a trademark, right? Oh, okay. Like yeah. a chow cheddar bunnies. Yeah. But what would it be if it like what? If what it was a it vegan one, horses, um, <laughs> parrots, make horse hooves. Horse hooves. That would yeah. be cute. Yeah. You could, yeah. You could market it like trot along with your horse hooves. <laughs> that was a great tagline for that. I Why love not? it. And you could make – I think if it was horse hooves, you'd have to do ankle bracelets. Edible ankle bracelets. Why are you so honest? It's, that's disgusting. No, it's no not. No one's going to buy great. that. Well, you bought candy necklaces. Did you not? Oh, my God. They could make like edible horse hoof panties. Oh, my God. Horse hoof panties. <laughs> you can eat it off your partner. You can eat it off your partner. Yeah. A horse hoof panty. <laughs> You know, I think our last episode actually had us talking about the back chat horse at the beginning. That's right. There's a theme here, Krista. We always Diane, come back to this horse. Yeah, the back chat Appaloosa. Yeah. Spotted Appaloosa. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe this is a future endeavor of ours. It could be. Creating. Yeah. Edible horse hoof who body would buy accessories. It? Who would buy it? Um, everyone. Let us know. Yeah. Would you buy that? Would you buy our edible horse hoof accessories? Yeah. Um, panties, but they're vegan. They're not made from horse hooves. Little bras. Yeah. They're not made from horse, no, ho- ankle, horse hooves. Ankle bracelets. Yeah. Um, nose piercing, nose studs. Oh my God. Yeah. Ew, an edible nose ring. That's Ew, so gross. A septum. Yeah. I'm, as I'm looking at yours, I'm like, <laughs> that would be so gross. Like sucking so, that off your nose. It would be, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You just made me realize I have to pee. Oh man. But just because we were laughing, I almost peed my pants Yeah. A bit. With excitement. Yeah. Because we've got such an exciting show lined up for yes, you today. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah. I just want it to be known. You know, we, we put a lot of work into the show every week, but we put a lot of work into today's episode. We do. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been we've been away for me. Like, you've been away for a while. So it's yeah. been a while since we've recorded once again. It has been a while. Um, I guess, I don't know. How long has it been? Um, Almost a couple weeks. Yeah. Because we had a couple episodes in the hopper. Right, right, so, in the hopper. Yeah, no one out there really knows that there was a delay in our recording schedule. Yeah. Because we just pre-recorded them. Yeah, we had to. Popped them out. Yeah. We had to. Yeah. Po- popped them out. Yeah. We just- Put them onto the market. We birthed these episodes yeah, for you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So here we are back with a fresh new one. We're on another recording schedule. We've got all of our dates lined up for the next 30 days at least. I think so. Yeah, things are looking good. Things are looking good. And um, so the reason, and actually I think like our vacation whole schedule thing has slowed down at this point. It has, yes. Um, We're about to enter, I would like to call it a stable summer. Okay, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. It's a very grounding, Yeah, very earth sign of you. Very earth sign for an air sign. Yeah. Who am I? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Aren't you a Virgo moon though? I actually, I always forget. I don't know. I can't remember either. My moon actually is surprised. I know I... 
Yeah, I don't know. I think or I might you're a actually, Virgo rising or something, and I'm like not an Aries. Sure. You're like an Aries moon or an Aries I think, rising. No, I think I'm a Capricorn rising. Are you? Well, yeah. that would make sense. That's a that's a Earth sign. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, we found it. Yeah. Be, so yeah, so Brian was in um, Australia. Australia, yeah. Jake was accepted into a um, master's program down there. So exciting! It was so exciting. Yeah. So it's going to be for 18 months, and so he moved down there, and and you guys are going to do long distance. Yeah. For it's only for 18 months. He's going to be back. I like um, that you're calling it by months like i'm like, <laughs> like you sound waiting, like you like so- i'm aging my toddler yeah exactly like how moms always like moms and dads and stuff and they're always like oh, oh like like how's your baby and they're like 24 months and, and you're, you're like, like it's it, fucking two it's not a cheese <laughs> it's a child you can say it's two <laughs> But yeah, so it's 18 months, but he's going to be back very regularly because he's got a lot of weddings this summer Yeah, that he's in and stuff like that. So he'll be back for those. Um, basically, we're going to see each other like every two months. Yeah, that's, so it's that's fine. awesome. But yeah. yeah, I went down there to help him get settled because you know what it's like when you move. Yeah. You have to. And I, can't, so I can't imagine. This is to another continent. Across the continent. And I mean- <laughs> across the ocean, man. Craziness. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had to go down there and just get him all set up with all of the house stuff. So there was all the trips to get everything like glasses dishes cutlery um bedding yeah just everything you can think of that because you need why would you place. you wouldn't send it over no it did, that would take too it long it would be it's very probably expensive. more yeah more cost effective to just buy new stuff and australia funnily enough um to set up like a new place i was shocked at how affordable everything was yeah yeah like we went out he needed a toaster and a kettle he got them for seven dollars each where how um uh, where did you guys go? Do you thrift? Um, no, we actually didn't thrift at all. Yeah. Um, well, we did, but not for any of the house stuff. Right, I right. I was a little magpie and collected a few things <laughs> during my travels. Some of them were the koalas, that the box of koalas that you may have noticed on our Instagram story. Yes, which I love. It's so weird. But it's really funny. So they have Target, but it feels like a different Target down there. Right. Completely different. So anyways, we did a lot of stuff at Target. Um, Kmart is huge there. It was actually the, Kmart. It's the best store to go buy that home stuff from, Kmart. which is hilarious because it's like, it's not what you think. Like when you think of Kmart up here, it's like, you kind of think of like a cheaper, like, you know, kind of like a fields or, you know, one of the, like a bargain yeah. bin. Yeah, yeah. Kmart down there is more like the target up here actually. Oh. Yeah. They, and they have everything I don't, and it's great. To be totally honest, like I don't go to Target. I don't go to any of those stores. Okay. I've actually, I don't think I've ever been in a Target. Okay. Well, they're, yeah, what Zellers used to be. So you have been in a historical Target. In a historical Target. I love it. But yeah, and then they have another store called the Big W that's kind of like Walmart because I don't think they have Walmart down there. Right. Yeah. So the The Big Big W. W. Yeah. It's really funny. Australia also has like Burger King. But there's oh. um there was a trademark issue with the actual name Burger King. So all of their Burger Kings down there are called Hungry Jacks. Oh, weird. But it's Burger King. Like you order a Whopper there, it's got the Burger King logo, but they have to call it Hungry Jacks. Oh, that's so weird. Isn't that funny? Did they have the veggie burger down there? I think that's an A&W thing. The Beyond no, Meat Burger? The, uh, Bur- uh, burger King has oh, had a veggie burger they, for years. Oh. Yeah, it's actually do. really good. I didn't I didn't go to the burger, uh, Hungry Jack's while we were there. Oh, right. Of course. The, one of their main grocery stores is called Woolworth's, oh, which is cute. really funny because my mom can remember as a kid shopping at Woolworth's here. Oh, weird. Yeah, your mom probably could too. Oh, crazy. Yeah, and so that's like their main, one of their main grocery stores down there. It's kind of And they have IGA. As okay, a yeah, that's the but one. But I think that's that might stand house. like the A there stands for like Australia, Independent Grocers of Australia, maybe. Oh. And what does it stand for here? Um, we have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Independent Grocers Association, maybe. Oh yeah, so probably. maybe it is the same thing. I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's, I feel like it's the same IGA logo though, which is interesting. Which is like really. And I just no, said interesting again. Interesting. I'm sorry. Not like, a cool logo. Wash my mouth out with that soap that I brought you from Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Nice. So 
Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Just air sign stuff. Just air sign stuff. Um, but your trip was good. Um, It was great. I mean, it was when I got back, people were like, how was your holiday? And I'm like, it really wasn't a holiday. Yeah. There wasn't too, too much relaxing. But yeah, great trip. Um, He's in Brisbane, which is a beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason that we knew it was a beautiful city is because he took me there to see Taylor Swift for my birthday. Yeah. So we went up there like just for a night or maybe it was two nights and um, just really liked the city. Fun. And so Wait, you he... just saw Taylor Swift when you were there? Um, No, when I was there because I've been there twice now in the past year because i oh, went right. there back in october for my birthday as right, well. right 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 yeah now I remember. so anyways we were in brisbane for a couple nights it wouldn't even hit our radar to go and it's yeah. a really cool really fine city cool yeah really nice so he's gonna be great he's all set up there ready to go so nice. everything will go well ready to embark on his school journey on his journey down under down under that's down right under. Yeah. oh yeah we have to see it like linda and christine down oh, yeah. under down under <laughs> Yeah. I like how her voices get gravelly. Down under. Down under. Seen a lot of cigarettes in my day. Man. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, speaking of coming back from Down Under. Yeah. Krista, I had the worst flight. Now, I've been on a lot of flights in my life. I'm fortunate enough. Well, with work and stuff like that, like flying around. This was without a doubt, hands down, the worst flight experience I've ever had. It actually might have been, and this isn't me being dramatic, it might have been one of the more the worst life experiences period in recent memory. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was insane. So I get on the airplane. We're going to have a 14-hour flight from Brisbane back to Vancouver. Yeah. So the whole plane ride starts with, um, first of all, it's a fully sold out flight. So it's packed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to board. I had an aisle seat and I'm waiting in the aisle. And you know when you get in an airplane and you have like overhead luggage or you need to go through something? Yeah. You step into the row. Yeah. So that people can get by you still. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I went to go into my seat, my aisle seat, and this lady that was sitting beside me had her massive backpack on my seat. So I couldn't get in there. And she was just casually standing there in this row of seats going through stuff and looking at things and I was kind of behind her yeah and so it's literally making me have to block the whole aisle right no one can keep boarding on that side of the plane right and I tapped her on the shoulder eventually just in case she didn't know I was behind her and I was like um sorry I don't know if you knew this but I'm sitting in the aisle and she goes oh yeah now I know you're in the aisle you're gonna have to wait a couple seconds oh my god yeah and I'm a little testy at this point anyways because you're like also like everyone else is waiting to get on the plane yeah so I actually verbalized this and maybe a little meaner than I should have but I was like yeah well you can look behind me and see everybody waiting for you yeah so move your stuff yeah (laughs) yeah so then she puts on this big huff and like has to hike this massive backpack up top yeah refuse to like let me give her a hand lifting it up because like oh my God. people help each other. We're on an airplane. Yeah. You know? Like let's just all get on the plane yeah. and relax. It's going to be a 14 hour flight. Yeah. So then we sit down. She was moving to Calgary, Alberta actually oh. to be with her partner. Oh, So cool. it was cute. I sat down. I'm like, I'm going to be sitting next to her for the next 14 hours. I better try to make nice. Yeah. So I let her know. I was like, sorry, I wasn't trying to rush you. It's just everyone was boarding and you don't want people to wait. And then yeah. she ended up understanding. Yeah. That's good. We made friends during the flight. Well, actually, so the next event that happened, we had no choice but to bond as fellow human beings. Oh, God. My gosh. So across the aisle from me was a toddler. Oh. Yeah. So (laughs) automatically you're like, okay, this could go one of two ways. From the second we took off until we landed for 14 hours straight, this toddler screamed. Oh, God. I didn't know it was humanly possible. It didn't sleep at all? Not even a little bit. And I didn't know it was humanly possible to be able to make noise that loud for 14 hours. 
Really? And I'm not talking about just like just crying. It was like a, a tantrum for the full 14 <gasps> hours. There was kicking, like toys were getting thrown. I got splashed with juice and yogurt. And Ew. like, so it's not like you could just cancel the noise out and try to sleep because you could feel the shaking and things were hitting you. Oh and my God. It was a nightmare. But the mom. That is so annoying. It was, it was horrific. And then. I feel I, like, don't they have like like kids grab all or something that like makes them so sleepy like can't it's you like, give it's a 14 hour flight drug you, this kid up you drug know? this child like i was to the point at the end i had mentally calculated like how many toddlers you could stuff into the overhead compartment <laughs> 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 which by the way i calculated about six <laughs> maybe seven oh if you really cram them in there oh my god but um yeah so the mom i noticed that the mom was pregnant as well oh god so which, this did, is did she nightmare. have any help or? um no it seemed like it was just it's her, just her on the but she was so calm it's like this didn't even phase her this whole thing and she had taken oh, wow. the time to pre-wrap probably a dozen different child's toys in gift wrapping paper and she would reach into this bag and give the child every couple hours a wrapped present to try oh to distract it as it would open this gift. And then it would just open it, freak out, throw the gift, <gasps> throw the wrapping paper. The aisle was such a mess of wrapping paper because the mom didn't pick anything up because she was busy trying to pin this crazy kid down. Oh, my God. It was nuts. Yeah. So I'm feeling like there might have been a medical issue actually with the kid. Like there has to have been something because well, it's not normal to have a 14-hour tantrum. No, that is not normal. No. and But, but it's also like so, – so like, yeah, I guess like it could be like one of two things. It's kind of like – I feel like my immediate reaction to that would be like, are you fucking kidding me? You're giving your child a present right now. Yeah. Like, why are you giving it a present? Yeah. But the fact that she had like that many pre-wrapped tells me that there might be a condition. Like, I don't know anything. I didn't yeah, talk yeah. to her. I wouldn't have had the chance anyways. And that she was totally calm about it. What, was yeah. it, what were the flight attendants thinking of that? Um, they were like apologetic to everyone around and they would come up and I'll try to do their little bit like placating the child and things like that. Yeah, so nothing yeah. would work. Oh my God. So I would get up and like literally go stand in the very back of the plane to get away from the noise. But then there was so much turbulence on the flight. The seatbelt sign kept coming on. Oh, my God. I had to sit for most of it anyways. And it was just crazy. I've never been through anything like that. That actually sounds like hell. It was. Also, like, I feel like my – one of the things for me that's kind of difficult is, like, being patient with children. Yeah. Because I don't really like kids that much. Right. And um, so I feel like I would want to just be like, shut the fuck up like, to the child, and everyone, which is obviously not okay. Everyone around wanted to do yeah. that. And the only thing I could do to try to stay mindful in the situation yeah. is imagine what that mom must be going through. Yeah. Even though she had no external visible reaction to it. Yeah. Obviously, that's going to – She knows. She didn't sleep a wink obviously for 14 she, hours Yeah. Either. And probably – and she's pregnant, so fuck. And she's also aware. Like, you yeah. can't be like, that you can't not know that everyone Everyone is hating you right now. Yeah. Like that would be really hard. But I just hope that there was a damn good emergency for her to have to knowingly take that toddler on a flight like that. Because no, <laughs> yeah. honestly, for having a 14 hour tantrum on an airplane, like, she's old there enough. Like, be, there's, yeah. like that can pack some PTSD with it. Like that kid's yeah. going to have a memory of this traumatic experience. You know what I was actually thinking? So when I was younger, when I was about that age, I had um it was really painful for my ears. I had really bad ears when I was a kid. Like I would get ear infections a lot. Okay. And um, like it really is – It's it can be quite painful for kids when they go up high because they don't really know how to like adjust swallow and adjust pressure. your ears to yeah. the pressure. So like it's common for kids to get upset on planes. It um, is. And, and I, I actually I, just want to say – I've seen it a lot. Yeah, but yeah. But they have their little tantrum, but no, it, they'll sleep for at least an hour. At least an or hour. Or at least have an hour of quiet. I know. know. Like – I mean, that's the thing is I just feel like, you know, you're getting on a 14 hour flight. Like 
give that child a whole bunch of medicine. Like there was a medical, like I was, I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm <laughs> but not a doctor I was by any means. I was medically concerned for that child by the end wow. of that flight. And then by the, as, as soon as we landed. But also it's like, is your strategy with this child to um, reward it for bad behavior? I think the strategy might've been, um, there was maybe some kind of, you know, just some kind of a need that the child may have had, uh, yeah. you know, on the cognitive side of things. And yeah. maybe that these gifts were intended to be a distraction or something. Like, I know, but, but like, but that also, re- but can't you think of something else? Like, if it was actually like a medical condition, wouldn't you, couldn't you think of something else other than a gift? Like, a gift has a lot of like social uh, we, meaning. Yeah. We, like, I just don't think that that's. It like, was, uh, that it seems was, weird to it me. It was so weird. But yeah. at the, like, I was mindful enough to just not stuff the toddler in the overhead bin, I think. <laughs> so like props on me for that. But when it comes That's to the brutal, mom, though. I had no interest in asking her or anything. Yeah, of course not. And no. you wouldn't. But yeah. like, yeah. So what what was the outcome? Like when you got off, were you just like oh, the most we happy were, human being? I was so, I was so elated. Did the child be, be happy off. to get off the when plane? We got, when we landed, the child went literally comatose. What? Like they had to lift her up and she looked like a little carcass. Oh my when god. When they lifted her up, she couldn't even move anything. Her mouth was open. Like she looked like she was like dead because she was exhausted from having yeah. a 14 hour tantrum. Oh my god, that sounds like a literal it's nightmare. Awful. It was horrible. Like Jesus. it was absolutely terrible. Yeah. I would have gone into some serious debt knowing what I was getting into to like have bought a business class seat at that point. Yeah, yeah. It was just I would never imagine like I almost feel like the airline should almost offered to reimburse people for that flight that sat around that child oh god but i mean you can't yeah. control it right like you're not gonna know that but no terrible it was yeah it was crazy so oh, anyways that was um an interesting so did you did you watch a movie experience. or something to get away i tried i yeah. tried um yeah. and actually i noticed so i flew in air canada yeah and nice plane other than that like the flight there was fantastic the yeah. crew's always great um and i they have a lot of short films now in their in-flight oh. entertainment oh, and cute. i haven't watched a lot of them before and i actually fell in love with the idea of a short film. I know they're so fun, and I and they're not a time commitment. You know, like the longest one was yeah. maybe like twenty minutes long. Yeah, and short I was, films are so cute. And they had a few about Vancouver specifically, which was oh, really cool about cool. like um the gentrification of Chinatown right oh, now wow. and how that's impacting like local Chinese residents who have been here for a long time. That's so cool. And it was really fascinating, and it was just it so was you really get to fun. learn something and and uh, while you're while you're flying completely, yeah. yeah. And then just some of them were really artsy, some of them were really funny, some of them had a big twist in them. Like there was one where this fishing crew finds a cell phone floating in a plastic bag in the ocean and it starts ringing oh my gosh and i yeah. love that concept oh and it was just like that and it was only 10 minutes long i think oh, have fun. but it was so well done. This, this one was really sad though yeah it had oh. a very sad ending okay, well let's not um yeah, yeah we won't <laughs> dwell on that but yeah just there's so many little ideas that you can do yeah totally and since it's a short film you really have to pay attention to more detail than you might in a normal cinematic production yeah that's true and i think like the lighting all these little details the script like, yeah there's just everything I, has to be bang on i almost feel like, like there's more organizational work for a short film than there right. may be for a regular length feature yeah absolutely yeah yeah I just wonder how much editing goes in. I had so many questions, but yeah. I loved all of them that I watched. Oh, that's so cool. I yeah. love that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so you got off the plane. I got off the plane. All is well. I, I well, I was completely exhausted. Yes, because I had planned. Because so you leave Australia. I left at ten in the morning on a Thursday. Yeah, but you travel back through the time zones. Oh, I love. So that. I actually so landed weird. here at seven a.m. on the same Thursday. 
So weird. It Yeah, it's mind-boggling when you think about it. Yeah. So I had planned to have an eight-hour sleep on this plane. Yeah. And then wake up and actually go into work for a few hours. And I hadn't slept for almost 24 hours at oh, that God. point. So I got home. I just had to like lay down. I closed my eyes, opened them. It was two in the afternoon. Yeah. And then I've still been struggling. Like for me with jet lag when I come back, um, even though it doesn't match up with their time zone, it doesn't matter what time I go to bed. Like last time I last, last night, I waited till midnight, but I always pop wide awake at 4 a.m. For whatever reason. And this will happen for a few nights now. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully this can be remedied with my jet lag with who my fake sponsor is today. Yes, yes. So Krista and I had the privilege of going to the IV Health Center here in Yale Town. Yes. And we each got ourselves um, a little special IV. Yes. Full of vitamins, full of minerals, amino acids, specifically formulated to help both. We actually both ended up getting the same one. Yeah, we did. It was called called? a a B stress or a stress B. Yeah. yeah, one of those, either stress B or B stress. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be B stress because like then it sounds like B stress. B stressed, yeah, yeah, no, stress B maybe. Yeah, opposite of that, opposite of that. And it's kind of a less diluted version of their most concentrated formula because the more diluted the formula is, the more hydrating it is. And the doctor, right. the naturopath that we got to see. So when you go to the Ivy Health Center, you get to sit down with a naturopath. Tell them why, why you're there. Go through any previous medical history. You have basically a doctor consult and yeah. then they make a it recommendation. Is, yeah. It is a doctor's consult. Yeah. yeah. As to what the best IV would be. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't really – Krista doesn't really have any health concerns. I'm yeah. having crazy jet lag right now. Yeah. I think like what we um, ended up talking about was just like – I was like, oh, like maybe some low energy mm-hmm. um, from like daylight savings or whatever. And also like, you know, we all I think – you know, energy is always like hard for everyone, isn't it? A little bit. I think so. At I one time know. or Maybe another. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're just one of those people who has endless amounts of energy. I actually have a pretty high energy. You I do say. actually. It's pretty. Yeah. So do I actually. We're, yeah, we we're lucky do. like we that. We both do. Yeah. But yeah, so we got, um, they said the most important thing for us is to be hydrated. Yes. And the IV is very hydrating. Yes. So they hooked us up. We had a wonderful drip there and it also yeah. happened to be their five year anniversary. Yeah. It was so, so cool. Hopefully it was- we win a door prize. It was funny because like last time we were talking about, so we got this complimentary IV. Yeah. The owner, Robin, um, was happy that we chatted about them when we did. Uh, yeah. And, and she, honestly, it was so sweet. Oh, it was completely sweet. And everyone there was so nice. Like from the moment we walked in from the, to the moment we left, it was yeah. like so and we walk so in, cute. we got to sit in this little lounge that was just for Krista and myself, and it had like reclining leather chairs and fu- fuzzy blankets. Tamari almonds. Mm-hmm. They had tamari almonds, I'm just yeah. saying. We each got a little bottle of water and some yeah. almonds and snacked on them. Yeah. And everyone's just attentive. They show you where the little button is if you need any assistance. So. Yeah. And we had, so we had Dr. Erica, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember her last name, but Me she neither. was super sweet. And like, um, like I, I'm always a little bit nervous when I get poked. I don't yeah. know about you. Oh, always. But um, she was really good. Mm-hmm. Like it was just really fast and it didn't feel like anything. And yeah, she was she just was like excellent. really confident, which I've always – I don't – I think because I'm weird about needles, I always expect that everyone else is like weird about needles totally. too. So I'm like, yeah. are you nervous to poke me? <laughs> oh my God. You know, like – And then we both had to look away. I actually asked her. I was like, do you ever get nervous to poke people? She's like, oh, like if like if they're being really like squirmy weird. and weird about it <laughs> – which I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, she's like, I've done this thousands of times. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So um, 
but it was really cool. But it was actually kind of funny because the last time we talked about it, I was like, that's rich people shit. <laughs> because like <laughs> totally. we were talking about how they had like a hangover one or whatever, yeah. which like, yeah, some people do have the money for that. But I actually think that it would probably work. I would never pay to have my, or my hangover removed. Well, I don't think it would remove your hangover. I guess it would just hydrate you. It would, but in essence, that kind of is removing your hangover. Right. I guess. Is it? I think most of a hangover is from dehydration. Is it? Is it really? Maybe. And then also, like, you take a pill like in your it's body. And, like, poison. Yeah, you, you've literally poisoned your body to the point of intoxication. So. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so funny that we do that. It is. And when you think about it from, like, from that angle, like, kind of remove yourself from the, um, like, social aspects. Yeah. And just, like, look at it as, like, an outside observer. It's, like, yeah. really bizarre. If you're an alien watching this, it's like, oh, they poison themselves to escape from their reality. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's, like, target them. <laughs> come down and abduct us all wow from the party that got dark sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> but um but yeah like I, I felt like it was i kind of felt like i leveled up a little bit like oh definitely yeah, yeah you said you were like mario you know eating eat the, the mushroom, mushroom. Yeah. Woo, yeah. ready to go yeah yeah no it worked for me too i actually feel a lot better already yeah um one really funny side effect from it is when you pee you like smell vitamin P. Have you noticed that yet? <laughs> when you pee, you smell vitamin P. Yeah, your pee is like bright yellow from all the B vitamins. You just said vitamin P. Yeah, well, your pee smells like vitamins. So vitamin oh. P. Oh. <laughs> Your I get it. I get it. It smells like a multivitamin. Yeah, it's almost, and, and your skin kind of smells like it. Yeah, and I'll notice like if when you go to sleep tonight, when you wake up tomorrow, you will actually have a really strong like vitamin B odor on you. Yeah, it's, it's or like funny. your armpits or something. Maybe totally. You stink yeah, like I think it. you just excrete it a little bit. But yeah, our bodies are happy. Yeah. I love that even your brain feels hydrated. It's such yeah. a nice feeling. Yeah, it is a nice feeling. It and felt really good. I wasn't like hungover, but I did go to see Dirty Radio last night, which was fucking amazing. Good it was to know. so good. I was so sad I couldn't make it. I know. Like the concert was amazing. So um, I had a couple beer, you know, a couple yeah. beer. I poisoned myself. You poisoned yourself Just only a, a couple times. Yeah. And then uh, so popping over there was really nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was great. Yeah. Just right off. Yeah. It was great. Great people, great stuff. We loved it. Great so location. Thanks, thanks y'all. Yeah. Thanks to we Robin. We loved it. Thanks to Robin. IV Health Center in yeah. Middletown. And I'm sure we'll tag them in a little something, something on our yeah, little Instagram. Something well, I, we took some videos and stuff too. So it'll be kind of funny. I'll you can them. watch both of us turn away as we get poked. Yeah. <laughs> both of us get like all of a sudden turn into like nervous little children. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious. I have to look away for this part. <laughs> um, what I want to know is does anyone out there like to watch the. Um, the needle go in the needle go in yeah um you know i'm not so bad with the needle going in as in um when it comes out of my arm feeling the needle slide out of my arm i think is a worse feeling yeah i i actually kind of it agree. makes me queasy like a little dizzy just yeah thinking it's about like it. oh my god yeah, it's like sliding out of your vein and it's just like you know how like your hair yeah, grows I, with like the grain of your face and yeah i feel like pulling the needle out goes against the grain of your vein and it just like makes me queasy to think about that Ew. Yeah. Also, like, what I was talking about with you is, like, when the needle goes in and I'm sitting there, I always have, like, for the first – not for the whole time because how long do you think it took for the whole thing um, to go 40, in? 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. So not too long. Yeah. Like, I mean, it sounds like a long time, but it actually goes by pretty fast and we mm-hmm. were talking the whole time. But um, when I – when the needle goes in because they're like, keep your arm still. And I just imagine, like, having, like, a reaction where I, like – lift my arm up suddenly and then the needle like pierces through right in and and like how bad that would hurt and like you would hurt all your little nervies oh man it would like maybe even poke your bone i know (laughs) i don't i don't even know but i just started imagining all these things are like i think i told you like i'll imagine like 
um, that there's like an earthquake. Yeah. And I'm stuck there with this needle. Sticking Even in your though arm. it's like, Krista, you could just rip it out if yeah, it was Yeah, they an do it in movies all the time. Yeah. What yeah. is that too? In a movie, they wake up attached to an IV. They don't know what it's for and they're always ripping it out to yeah. run somewhere. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what that's for. Keep it in there. Yeah. Although I guess like if you're waking up and you're like, what the fuck, where am I? Yeah. Although, I don't know. Yeah, don't rip it out. Don't rip it out. No, don't be crazy. Unless you like... Unless you need to escape. Unless you need to escape, which yeah. they usually do. Well, that's true. They're usually okay. on the run. Yeah. yeah. They're usually on the run. Yeah. They're never like there to be like saved. That's no. Not, that would, what would the movie be about? Well, exactly. Yeah. Just like Aunt Linda and Aunt Christine, they're on the run too. Yeah. Always. We've got to catch up with them one yeah. day. They're on the lamb, as they would call it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. So speaking of loving things, yeah. I want to know what, who you would love enough to make your fake sponsor today. Um, okay. So I think that, uh, I, I wanted to talk about uh, yeah. Moby bikes. Okay. Okay. So uh, I've been talking about wanting to get a bike for a really long time because mine got stolen, blah, 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 blah. I think I've talked about that on the show before. You have. And that's very sad. Yeah. I was sad. Because you just want to ride your bicycle. I just want to ride my fucking you wanna bike. You want to ride your bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So, um, I keep thinking like, okay, oh, I'll buy it soon. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll get my whatever find a bike blah, blah, blah. yeah never save enough money to do it also the They're city expensive. is very expensive and it's like if i'm gonna buy a bike i don't want to buy like a shitty bike that i don't like no. you know like i want to buy a bike that I, i'm gonna want to ride and like mm-hmm. it's gonna be good yeah so i just decided to bite the bullet and look into moby bikes and guess okay. what it's actually so worth it like really? i was surprised i i okay they have a sale right now, actually. So I think usually it's $160 for the one that I got. But they have – so they have 24-hour pa- passes that you can get if you just mm-hmm. want a bike for a day, okay. which is $12. Okay. Um, They have a month-long pass for $25. For a month? Yeah. What? Just wait. They have a year for $120. No way. Unlimited 60-minute rides. Wow. So it's like uh, what I want to be using it for is just like commuting. Yeah. So – like now you've got a ride I, for that a year. won't even take that long. And then they had another one that was like unlimited thirty minute rides for hundred a hundred dollars, like ninety nine bucks. Okay, but I feel like why wouldn't you just pay the extra twenty to have the unlimited for a year for a year unlimited sixty minute 60 rides minute, sixty minute rides? Yeah, right. And it's super easy because you just get like a pin code. Okay, or you get a uh, um. I think they send you in the mail like a little fob. Okay. And then you just like uh, flash it on the screen. Yeah. Um, and and then you just like take the bike out. Oh, awesome. And that's it. That's awesome. That's great. So that's all you have to do. And then the bikes themselves were actually really nice to ride. Like I thought it was going to be kind of clunky and heavy, but it mm, wasn't. Because they look heavy. They look heavy, but yeah. it wasn't really. No, it, it was it was totally fine. Like, it's a nice ride. It was a nice ride. They're there, nice commuter tires on them. Is there one to pick up near your house? Where yeah, you live? all over the place. They're everywhere. Oh, and like, okay. that's the thing. So before there wasn't as many. Right. Um, now it's really only for like downtown. Like I think the bike, uh, the bike racks themselves only go up to like 16th Ave. Okay. And they go cover all the West End all the way to like commercial drive. Okay. So perfect for me because that's the only, I'm very much like inner city. Yeah. I'm an inner city cat. Inner city. Um, so I like to – yeah, it's like I, I'm only ever going to be really riding around like downtown, yeah. right? Like the furthest I would go would be commercial drive. Right. So it was fine for me. Yeah. Um, but there's literally hundreds of, of stands. Wow. Like all over the city. That's so, so handy. So you're always within reach of one. Yeah. And like for instance, like because I was kind of like, well, what if you get to the bike rack and it's all full and you can't drop off your bike? Yeah. So that happened my first ride. Oh, no. And, of course it happened your first ride. But But it was – there was another one around the corner. Oh, okay. So, and then there was another one around the corner from that. Oh, perfect. So it's like, if you need to, there's going to be something. Like, yeah. 
you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So super easy. And it's actually going to take down time on my commute to yeah, work. Totally. Because I won't have to walk to the bus and then bus and then walk again. And there's something so freeing about riding a bike where you're right? going. It's like, you feel very free. It's so great. Yeah. I don't think that I would use like the helmet that they have that like no, comes attached. I have my own. So okay. I'll just take that with me. Yeah. You don't need to use a gross. Right. But I also just like the convenience that it's like you don't have to have a worry about having your bike. So it's like I could ride to the club. And then drop off my bike and go to the club and then just like cab home later. Yeah. You don't have to worry about I don't have to worry stolen. about taking it home or like where yeah. I'm going to park it. It's taking, like. Taking a wheel off. Yeah. Taking it into the club with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like coat checking it. You know? like Do people do that? Coat check their bike tires? I'm sure. They have I'm to. I'm sure. That's hilarious though. Yeah. So yeah. So it was like super, super cool and, and really easy. So highly, highly recommend. Um, And right now they're having that that spring sale. So it's like $40 off of their, their two yearly passes. Okay. So I think so I think it's regular uh, one sixty for the um, sixty minute rides, yeah, and one forty for the thirty minute rides unlimited. Okay. Oh, and after that, it's only three dollars for every half hour. Oh wow! So like really not no a big way deal cheaper than anything. So if you wanted to ride around for like three hours, you would pay what like twelve bucks? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad at yeah. all. And I'll be saving on those Evo bills. My God. Yeah, they that, they can rack up. They really they can do. rack up. Yeah. And um yeah, so if you want to ride your bicycle, you want to ride your bike. <laughs> Go over to Moby, Moby Bikes. Bikes. M-O-B-I? Yeah. M-O-B-I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super cute, right? Moby Bikes, yeah. When I was in, um, when we were in Brisbane, they actually have another service zone. I think they have this in some cities in the U.S. as well. Um, Lime scooters. L-I-M-E. Oh, like oh my God, cute. Sort. That's so fun. So they are fun. electric scooters <gasps> that you get on, but they actually go quite, like they're controlled speed within like the city, like downtown like CBD city limits. areas. Yeah. yeah, so you can't go too like, fast yeah once you're outside of that though and you're like in more of the suburbs like they go over 30 kilometers an hour they're actually oh, kind of wow. crazy like and anyone Cute. can just get a membership and take these little scooters around oh. and then you can park it basically anywhere that you would leave a bike as long as there's room on the sidewalk or wherever so you see them sitting around all over the place oh my god that's so and cute. you just go up and you scan a little code and jump on it and scoot away Oh, so cute. Yeah. One so day. I mean, knowing Vancouver, like since we don't have Uber yet, we can expect Lime scooters to come in 2050. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so true. Uber will come and like, we're, we'll be dead. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So great way to get around. Yeah. Love, sounds love, fantastic. I love all these little like bike shares, car shares. Because now mm-hmm. I've got my compass card. I've got my, tra- like obviously my transit. Yeah. I've got the Moby bikes. I've got Evo. So yeah. it's like everything you need and I don't own a car or a bike. You're unstoppable. Right? I mean, you should get car to go as well just to have it. I mean, yeah, why not? Have you ever driven a smart car? No. They're fun. Are they? Yeah, they're fun. Okay, yeah, I'll be curious to try it, actually. It's it's clunky, and it's like, whatever. It's an experience. It's a novelty experience. I love the Evos. Like, I love the Prius cars. Yeah, they're nice. Evo's a nicer ride, for sure. Yeah, I like the Evo cars, Car to go, it's just kind of fun to drive around in a clown car. Me, me. Yeah, for real, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, so then we also had some, uh, chat backs. We did have some chat backs. We had a few chat backs. Um. (laughs) Can I start with the first one? Of course. Coda is not a hooker. (laughs) (laughs) That is our first chat back to clarify when Coda played rugby, Coda was not a hooker. Yes, that's right. And I could not remember what his actual position was now. It was like... (laughs) I love it. We're going to to correct this. And we're like, but we can't remember what you were. Yeah. Um, but you'll always be a hooker in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was actually so funny. My sister texted me and she was like, Gramps is not a cancer. He's a Taurus. <laughs> oh, and no. I was like, oh my God. Does that mean you missed his birthday? 
No, no, no. It hasn't oh, come it's yet. Coming it's up. Aries season. Oh, right. Um, I'm very jet lag. His birthday is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. May so, the 4th be with you. How could you forget that? I Well, the thing as is a, that I didn't. As a and fellow I kn- astrologist, <laughs> I am appalled. I know. And it's funny because I actually know that he's not a cancer. I don't know why I said that, but I guess I said it at some point in the episode. Um, so clarifying. I think I remember you saying this. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Mm, it's like it was yesterday. <laughs> like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, and then, oh, and then this was my own personal chat back because when I was listening to Oh, the, hold up. So we're chatting back to ourselves now too. Yeah, I'm we chatting back to me. personal chat backs. Oh, we absolutely oh, can. Oh, now that I know that, that yeah. you have opened <laughs> the floodgates, my friend. <laughs> And it's not even so much a chat back as it is an addition. Okay. Because I realized- A supplement, if you will. A supplement, yeah. Okay. I realized when we were talking last week about like, we were talking a lot about like uh, trans issues and we we were talking about the GoFundMe thing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I sometimes forget that not everybody knows as much as like I do. So I talk really casually about it. Mm -hmm. But um, I wanted to clarify when I was talking about like- um, I was like, you know, trans people, they have to get hormones and blah, blah, blah. But obviously not – well, not maybe not obviously. Um, not every trans person is going to be on hormones and not every person who's on hormones is going to identify as trans. So okay. like, yeah, and I just wanted to clarify that, that like right. you can be trans however the fuck you want to be trans and like no one can tell you that you're not trans enough or that whatever. Right. So yeah, I um, just wanted to clarify yeah, that part. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you took the time to, to clarify yeah. that because our goal is to make things and issues and subjects accessible. Accessible and give as much info as we can. Yeah, and you, I think you did a very good job of that just now. Great. So thank you. Yeah, and then we actually had some more chat bags. Well, people loved last week's episode, so thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. Yeah, a lot of people were- tons of feedback. Yeah, a lot of people were messaging on the Instagram, just- <laughs> Did I just say the, on the Instagram? You said on the Instagram. Wow. Wow. I'm Krista? old. Time for my nap. It is time for your nap. Yeah. Um, Do you want some pudding? <laughs> Do you want some pudding? <laughs> Although uh, I do like a good, kinda. I do like a good butterscotch pudding. <laughs> I love the pistachio pudding. The jello oh, yeah. pistachio pudding. It's really good. I always said you could put me in a senior's home. I've said this since I was like 15. I'm like, I would get along great. I love shuffleboard. Perf. I love pudding. Perf. Jello is m- one of my favorites. I love naps. Yeah. And early dinners. <laughs> like, I would be fine. You're like just stoked. Fine. You're and stoked. I like hanging out with seniors. They're yeah, a hoot. Yeah, me too. They are a hoot. Yeah. They're great. We should do like a back chat, like visit, and like go visit to like do a live episode. A live episode at with an like old Shirley, home. Shirley, yeah. and Lorraine. And Ralph. Yeah. There'd Aww. be a Ralph, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And an Oliver. Aw. Yeah. Oliver transcends the boundaries of generations. Though, it does. It does. I, I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I was going to say something. Oh, we should do the stars as pudding flavors. We should. That I mean, how funny. many pudding flavors are there? Endless. Are no. you- <laughs> Aquarius would be pistachio. Definitely. Just saying. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spo- mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Speaking of things that might spoil for you, I think, I have no idea, but we have jotted down in the show notes, so I'm just going to introduce it. Well, you wanted to talk about crows. Oh, I wanted to tell you my crow thing. Yeah. Because, what is your crow thing? Okay. Okay. So. I've been looking at that. It's been tantalizing And, me and the list. reason I wanted to um i wanted to put this put this out there on the podcast is because i want someone who is really maybe like loves crows if you're a birdologist if you're a birdologist (laughs) i can't believe you let that one slip by (laughs) do we have any birdologists out there Yeah, i was looking at you with hopeful eyes i was expecting (laughs) it to come out of your mouth trying to like telepathically tell me to say birdologist um so it's almost crow season, crow baby season. Okay. Right? Like yeah. where they have the babies and they dive at you and they yeah, want to kill you. Swoop. We all know I'm afraid of birds trying to overcome it. Okay. okay. I'm working hard. Yeah. It's uh, – um, For the swooping, um, an umbrella. Carry a crow umbrella. That will stop them from swooping you or they won't be able to get at you. 
Yeah, but uh, then I have to have an umbrella on me all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, only if you're in known like swooping areas. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was that map that they put out. So maybe yeah, the hot spots. The hot the spots. Swooping spots. I think I live right by a hot spot. Oh no! But so this is what I'm doing. I have a, an adorable firescape outside of my heritage apartment. And um, it had like th- there's tons of crows in that area. Yeah. And so my thinking was, okay, I'm gonna befriend the crows, okay, okay. from the comfort of my own home, um, by putting food out for them okay. on my fire escape. Okay. So I've been putting food out. I put like eggs and like um like little peanuts and like just crow stuff. Cr- just crow stuff. Yeah. And then I'm also secretly hoping that they'll bring me back something. Yeah, like they do for me here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so. What if they brought you like a ruby? Oh my god, I would be, be like exciting. so happy. Yeah, yeah, but they're kind of cute. Like I, I like crows when they're not like flying around at me. They're adorable. And yeah, they're so smart. They're so smart. You can see it in their eyes that yeah. they're super smart. You can recognize faces. Yeah. So I'm hoping they'll recognize my face and recognize me as that that person who feeds them. Oh, good. Right. Yeah, they will. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for, and um. So if anyone knows that about crows, like, and knows how to, you know, lure them into being friends with you, I would love to know. <laughs> if you know how to lure wild birds into befriending you, let us know. <laughs> I've also been practicing my crow call. I'm not kidding. So I've been tra- pra- uh, practicing my crow call. And it's like, Koda was like, what are you doing? Because I was just doing this around the house. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Maybe I'll do it now for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Let me do it proper. <laughs> do that in front of me the face you make when you make that like you look and sound like a muppet (laughs) you're not gonna befriend anything by doing that unless you're on sesame street oh my god especially now with this ridiculous hat on i'm wearing this like ridiculous toque that brian has because i don't have a well my hair's just driving me crazy oh that was great that was that was wonderful but was that a good crow call it sounded great you know what maybe without the visual like when we listen back (laughs) to this we'll be able to tell if that was a good crow call yeah and we can ask a birdologist and maybe get some pointers (laughs) they'll be like actually that's a distress call yeah apparently distress is like short quick ones like oh i heard that yeah yeah okay anyway that's my crow call so far and so a longer coup was more like inviting come I be think. my friend so i started doing this out the window and people are like looking up from the street but they couldn't see me and i was well, like well that's good i was laughing i'm at really that. happy about that yeah <laughs> they're happy they can see me also my cats have been loving it because they get to watch the crow oh yeah, yeah. they must love it sometimes they scare it away too. though they scare it away sometimes oh yeah but they're like literally they're both like sitting there like oh my god yeah yeah uh that would be a really big snack but i bet you wally could handle it oh he could tackle that wally can tackle anything right well speaking of things that like to be tackled and snacked on problems that we need to solve all the time yeah and for this particular kind of problem we've had so much stuff come in yes um it might be time for a little in in your your dreams dreams. (laughs) that was a great little uh, thing at the end there thank you um so we're doing a dreams of Palooza um, because we're going to do a couple dreams. We're going to analyze a couple dreams and we're going to answer some questions we put out on the Instagram today. Um, 
we wanted to know what you want to hear about your dreams yeah. or nightmares, which we got a lot of most we of the things about nightmares. We had a ton of stuff come in for that. So thank you for writing in for Dreamapalooza. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're excited. I'm taking a break from my back chat chair. Yeah. You man, have to stand up here so excited. My groin is hurting. Man. I mean, they're not the most comfortable stools. They're really not. Why don't we invest in like, I don't get it. Something cushy. I, I know. should. I should. Uh, you know, we should. Oh, uh, maybe cushions. Maybe all we need is cushions. Yeah, that could be it. You know, then we might need higher boxes. Though. We're a couple of seniors. I think I would like to record back chat outside, but that probably wouldn't work for the sound. Would I it? don't think so. Yeah, probably not. We but can in the try summertime, it. Oh, it would be nice. It, I mean, we're almost going to want to. It's going to yeah, be hot. We're definitely going to want to. We're in for a hot summer. Yeah. I know there's apparently already wildfires. Did you hear that? That's so sad. I know. It makes me, oh, it's devastating actually. Yeah. Completely devastating. It is. Well, for everything. For everything. For the actual forest, for the economy here, people yeah. cancel their travel plans. Like it's just bad all the way around. It's bad for, yeah, everything. Everything. I mean, from start to finish. And air quality. Oh, like, bad for our little lungs. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to invest in some back chat masks. Back chat lungs. Yeah. We're going to have I got the black lung pop. As, as we're wheezing on our cushions eating our pudding yeah yeah so where do we so what do we want to start with we've we, got we want to start with what the um do we want to start with what the listener questions were or do we want to just dive right into first. the dreams yeah let's do the dreams so we've got a dream I've, I've analyzed a dream of brian's because it's actually the most terrifying fucking dream i've ever heard oh, in my fucking life and i'll introduce that when we get there because i just have yeah i think so most most of our yeah most of our dreams um dream questions that we got in were about nightmares so why don't we do um let's make up a back chat name for this person okay um this is franklin von twinkle pants von twinkle pants all right so yeah because i didn't clear with our this is like a, a really great um friend of the show that's been listening since day one by the way so sorry to call you franklin von twinkle pants but no, I think you know what i don't think I, I don't think i'm ever gonna say anyone's real name on it because i just enjoyed doing the back chat names that's true it's an honor it is an honor okay so franklin von twinkle pants <laughs> um the email says <laughs> Hey, dreamologists. Oh, hey. I can't wait to hear your take on this one. Dreamt that I was in San Francisco for work and was on a ferry boat. An atomic bomb was dropped, but I was underwater, so I didn't die. My dream had me climbing through below ground deserted marketplaces with some other people. I kept wondering if my family was still alive. Woke up while I was patiently with a crowd of people waiting to get onto a new ferry boat. Please help me analyze this dream. Love, Franklin Von Twinklepants. (laughs) I love the Franklin Von Twinklepants. Yeah. Um, so, so it's kind of scary, but um, it doesn't sound like bit. they were really scared. No, especially at the end when she was patiently waiting. Patiently he, waiting. You know, or they, they were patiently waiting yeah. to get onto this ferry boat. To get end. onto the ferry boat. Yeah. So we've gone through and we've picked out some key items yes. from this dream as we usually do because we're very thorough dreamologists. Yeah. So I guess the first one is like a, a pretty major part of it, Krista. Yeah. And that was the dropping or explosion of the atomic bomb. That's right. So I I looked at there's this is actually this is a real thing. Oh, you, to dream of an atomic bomb, specifically an atomic bomb, specifically atomic, wow. not just a bomb. Oh, atomic. So great to song. dream of an atomic bomb, did you say great song? Yeah, by Blondie. Oh yeah, it is yeah. atomic. <laughs> Um, to dream of an atomic bomb suggests feelings of like helplessness and loss of control. Um, and it can actually be like, exp- you're, you might be experiencing like such strong feelings of hostility and rage that you oh. are, are like being destructive. Wow. Um, it also means like important changes are about to occur. Okay. And you could also just be expressing um, subconsciously a desire to wipe out some aspect of yourself. Ah, as so, in obliterate it. Yeah, obliterate a it. Fresh, Literally a fresh obliterate start. it. Or it could mean that something 
it's like an indication that something that was really precious to you has ended. Okay. So we'll kind and of so see where be, the dream goes. And so that would also kind of be another fresh start. That's interesting because she was traveling, yeah. or he, or they were traveling to San Francisco. Um, so the dream of travel in your dream represents the path toward your goals. And it also parallels uh, your daily routine and how you're progressing along. Um, alternatively, travel can signify a desire to escape from your daily burdens. You're looking for a change in scenery where no one has any expectations of you. Right. Now, this last sentence is where it ties in with the atomic bomb. Perhaps it's time to make a fresh start. Right. Okay. And, but this, she was, she was on a work dream or on a work trip, right? Um, it sounds like it. Or something in the dream. Okay. Um, okay. What's next? Um, being underwater. Okay. So when the bomb goes off. Right. Yes, that's right. So she, so actually she was protected from this obliteration. She was because she was underwater. Because she was underwater. Yeah. So to dream that you're underwater suggests that you're being overcome with emotions and you might be in over your head, um, regarding Uh a situation. So you might need to gain greater control of your life, but she was kind of calm underwater. So I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Yeah. And it protected her. It was a protective source. Maybe almost like being in control of her life is a source of comfort and protection. Like, yeah. Even when things might be feeling a little bit out of control or like, um, destructive, she has this protective coating almost. Yeah. Yeah. The water. Yeah. If you will. The water. And we will. Um, and then she was waiting t- patiently to get onto a ferry. So there, yeah. ferries happen a couple times in this dream. So, so they ferried once and then she was waiting patiently at the end of the dream for a ferry as well. So the first time the ferry pops up, um, it says to dream that you're riding on a ferry indicates that you're going through some transitional phases in your life. Hmm. So this ties in perfectly with the first symbols that we pulled out of here. Yeah. Um, it also means that you're setting your sights onto a new goal. To dream that you're waiting for a ferry, um, which we'll get to at the end of the dream as well, signifies unforeseen circumstances that might hinder your desires and wishes. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So the next part in the dream, she was at this market. That was deserted. It was a deserted market. So to see a deserted market in your dream signifies... I just need to stop and say, I love that specifically a deserted market... Is a thing. Is a thing. Yeah. In our dreamologist handbook. Yeah. Um, so that in- signifies depression and glo- gloominess. Oh. But I think what's interesting is that, like, we have to remember that she is kind of, like, just kind of witnessing. She's not she's, actually, yeah. like, really, there wasn't a lot of feeling attached to it. No, and she it's almost like she's almost, like, quickly ushered through. And once again, it offered protection being yeah. in this underground area. Right? Yeah, it's so crazy. And then the dream ends with her patiently waiting to get on a ferry with a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. And so once again, if you're waiting for a ferry, that signifies unforeseen circumstances that might hinder your desires and wishes. That's right. And then like to dream about like being in a in a line of people, like a big um, a crowd, a crowd waiting. It's like um it represents your need for patience. So you need to learn to learn uh to wait for something and not always have it right away but perhaps i think because she's patiently waiting because it doesn't say patiently waiting um like in our dreamologist handbook but it's like she actually does understand the the value of patience yes so maybe while things are like blowing up around you Mm -hmm. you have this ability to stay calm and know that you're you know you're gonna work through it things Mm -hmm. are gonna work themselves out yeah in a positive way in a positive way a fresh new start kind of way as well yeah yeah very optimistic i think so overall a grim subject matter but a very optimistic dream i think so like i i I think it was yeah i don't know yeah Yeah. well we're gonna give it two dreamologist sleeping hats out of two (laughs) also you see nightcaps in those old cartoons and stuff who the hell would wear a hat to bed wouldn't that drive you crazy well maybe when before heat like when it was really cold (laughs) before we had heat 
<laughs> I know what you mean. Internal heating. Well, Internal because heating. like <laughs> because they had like bo- like bonnets and stuff too. Remember? They did. And yeah. like, although I think that like maybe that was like for like hair curlers and things yeah, like that. I think like the yeah, and I know the like caps you see. I think they were for warmth. I think they were. <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah. I wonder if they were fuzzy like little Santa hats. Do you think Santa's hat is actually a nightcap? <laughs> Well, why are they always so long? Like, why would you have a long nightcap? It could I, strangle you. It's elegant. Well, why would you have a long nightgown? Because too? it's elegant. <laughs> <laughs> I like my sleeper to be elegant. Oh my god, I love it. Can we get like dream? Can we get nightcaps that we put on when we when we um, definitely dream, dream I mean, that's not even a question. Dream alive. You, you know, you don't even need to run this by me. Okay, <laughs> I would down. love that. I yeah, would love if we could do yeah, that. Yeah, sleeping hats. Yeah, let's get some sleeping hats. Yeah, night hats. What do you call them? A sleeping cap. A sleeping cap? A nightcap. A nightcap. Well, isn't that a drink? But why do you think it's a drink? Oh, is that a clever pun? Ooh, Ooh, that's clever. Let's have a nightcap. Let's warm our heads with alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, speaking of warming your head. Yeah. (laughs) This dream. So I think I've said on the show before, I rarely remember dreams with much detail. Um, It actually kind of concerns me that I remember this dream with this much detail. Oh my God. I'm so scared. This was a nightmare. Okay. Tell every detail. When I was in Australia, I think the first night that I was there in Jake's new apartment and woke up in the pitch black and I was just glad he was there to roll over and like snuggle onto because I was actually scared when I woke up. Yeah. Oh my God. So scary. So I had this dream that I was... In the area that I grew up in, um, in Alberta, and there was a fictional family. So this family doesn't exist in real life, but in my dream, there was this family that lived right beside us for whatever reason. Right. And their one of their older kids, their son, um, turned out to be a serial killer. Oh my god! And they found all of these like bodies and like bones and like his basement of all these people that he had like killed and like taken back there. Oh my god! So that was terrifying. First of all, in the dream. Yeah. And then I dreamt in the dream that. Um, this guy, the serial killer, pretended to be, like, this big alcoholic, even though he didn't drink. Right. And he would use, like, faking being on an alcoholic bender as an excuse to go out and, like, serial kill. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we go to the point of, like, pretending to, like, chug all of this alcohol and then, like, fall asleep beside his running truck in, like, a sleeping bag, looking like it was just, like, some crazy night out. When like in reality... He, and he would, like, pee the bed, right? Yeah, he would pee and in make the it look bag. like it was, like, this drunken, passed out guy, when in reality he hadn't even had a drink at all. Wow. And, but when I, and so I saw this happen, like I never saw him actually like do any serial killing in the dream. Right. But I remember being omnipresent when he was like faking a passed out drunk Right. Area. Like you could witness this. Yeah. It was so weird. It was so it's weird. So scary. And then it gets even weirder. So I dreamt that I went to the family's house after, I can't remember if he died in the dream or if he went to, I think he died in the dream. Yeah. I don't remember how though. But I went to the family's house and I was in their basement with the mom and the dad and the dad was showing me how the family had collected all these Christmas decorations yeah. and all this other stuff. And then they had these racks of clothing and there were sweaters that the serial killer had knitted growing up. Yeah. And so there were like... 20 different years of sweaters for like you know he would knit one every season every christmas season i guess yeah yeah and the first sweaters started out with like horizontal rib knitting on them so you could see like perfect little knit lines going all the way down yeah and then every year they would change color a little bit and then you get to one where it was like year 15 or something and suddenly one of the vertical knit lines yeah went diagonal across all the other ones 
Oh my and God. then the next year, another one went a different direction. So by the time he got to like the last sweater he had ever knitted, it was like this tangled mess of all these different knitted lines going everywhere. Like the sweater oh was chaotic. God. I know. It was it's so freaky. Terrifying. And it's then I woke so up. Weird. Yeah. And I was terrified. And I'm like, oh what God. the hell? And it was so detailed. Like I'm like, did I see this in a movie? Yeah. Have I like read about this? And I I racked my brain. Do you do you listen to a lot of like serial killer podcasts? I don't listen to anything or like, like watch that. like documentaries no. about like serial killers? I don't like to. Me neither. No, me at all, because it like it terrifies me. Because like this is real. Like you're looking down my hallway right now to make sure that there's no serial killer. No, because I'm not even kidding you. I actually just heard like someone knock, no. like like a few minutes ago. Like while you were telling the story, I thought I heard someone knock, <laughs> and so I thought there was someone at your door. And then I like imagine them coming in with a gun and just like killing us both. Oh my god! And then like the podcast would air, and like it would be this big scary thing. Oh yeah, that'd be terrifying. Oh well, my god! If anything happens, like I'm glad we're recording right now. I know, but also, yeah. I know we're freaking ourselves out. We are. We need to get out of this energy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, did you hear that? What? I thought I heard it now too. At the oh door. my god, stop! It yeah, was freaking me out. We freaked both of ourselves out. But anyways, it was a really scary dream. I yeah. didn't like it. I don't remember like that. I remember that stuff, but no. also like kind of a crazy story. You could make a movie out of it. I think it's like it's yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, just like, like the symbology of the sweaters. Oh, you know? it's so weird. It's just crazy. It's so weird. So I want to know. Um, a, it was a nightmare. I rarely have nightmares. Yeah. And I was in a different country and in a different time zone. But I want to know what symbols this dream might hold and also just more about nightmares. Okay. So, um, for like, so the, I, I pulled out a few, a few little key elements from your dream. But like, okay. I feel like when we get to, I'm going to talk some, some more about nightmares because I was looking into it a little bit more because we actually had some listeners who wrote in and wanted to know more about nightmares. Oh, um, people are really interested in it. So, yeah. Um, I wonder if there's anyone out there who's never had a nightmare. I wonder. I bet you. Yeah. Lucky bitch. <sighs> Tell them, yeah. Um, so we've kind of talked about this in the past, like, um, when in your dreams, like sometimes you go to places that you've known or you, you've been before. Yeah. Um, but like with people that you don't know or like whatever, right? Yeah, fictional people. Fictional people. Characters, stock characters. And yet they were the they were your Oh, like lifelong family friends in the dream. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird how it's that so happens, bizarre. right? But that's just like your brain needing a place to like play things out. Okay. Um, and I think we, what do we say about like places that you've been before in, in dreams? Like it's like it's just kind of like I think because you were you were kind of with um this person's family. Yeah. It's like that was kind of where you get the feeling of family from is actually the place but not the people. Okay. So um because to see family in your dream represents like security and warmth and love. Right. Um depending on your relationship. Like And it did have a really strong family feel in the dream right. itself or nightmare, if you will. Yeah. And so you have to like consider like the significance of the family member or what the relationship is. But okay. in this dream, they weren't actually people that you knew. So no. I think it's just kind of like maybe like you're you're kind of like sympathizing with this family mm-hmm. and like you're you're learning something with this family and like going through the pain with this family of like yeah. finding out that their son was a serial killer <laughs> yeah terrifying terrifying um so to dream about a serial killer um it, it represents fear and insecurity um and so it's like it's kind of saying like if you dream of a famous serial killer then consider the MO or characteristic of that killer and how that applies to your own life. So like serial <laughs> killer ser- I know I know. <laughs> oh my god. Um oh my god, but listen to this. To dream that you are a serial killer indicates that your compulsions and habits are working against you, so you need to put some end to a vicious cycle. You have negativity in your life that you're like allowing to affect you. Okay. But we're not in that, but no, I just wasn't an the interesting killer. I was omnipresent watching the serial watching killer. Watching almost like a movie. It was like a movie, yeah. 
So I think like we have to kind of go through the patterns of this particular serial killer and like how that might I think it's just honestly sounds like a freaky nightmare, but it does, yeah. Because like with the whole thing too, I was in a different time zone. It was the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So to to see like like to to dream about bodies, like like this guy like had like bodies in the bottom of this house, right? Yeah. Um and like remember how the bottom like basements and stuff like that represents like your subconscious. Right. Your subconscious mind. Okay. So to see like to dream about bodies, it's like a decomposing body or like a dead body or like skeletons and bones and things like that. It could, could refer to a situation that has long been dead. Okay. And it might be time to move on. Okay. Um, it also could refer to a situation or issue that you can no longer avoid. Okay. So you might need to make an important decision and act on that immediately. Okay. But such as being in Australia, <laughs> helping my boyfriend move around the world. Yeah. Smacked yeah. Smacked out there. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, and then it was winter, right? Um it, yeah, or it was because it, it was snowy. It was winter, there was snow. So to dream of winter signifies ill health, depression, and misfortune. Um, and, but I was never it could in the winter be, situation. I was like watching the winter situation yeah. like as an omnipresent being. Yeah, the, exactly. the season when I'm actually in person isn't winter. Yeah, yeah. So weird. So super weird. And then this guy used like a sleeping bag um, yeah. and like peed in it. Yeah, it was so bizarre. But he was like a liar. So like to dream that someone else is a liar indicates like, just like distrust and like a loss and of faith in that person. I think this could honestly just be like one of those weird dreams where, um, you know, like the, the circumstances don't necessarily apply to you. Like, so the thing about nightmares is that they are, they kind of like, they, there's different reasons that you could have a nightmare. Okay. So like there's, you could have, you could have a nightmare because you're, trying to process something it could be yeah. because you're having trauma it could be because you're on medication okay but it's just like a hyperactive brain so like what would have been maybe kind of like a normal dream that you wouldn't have even thought twice about turns into something super crazy because your brain is overactive and it's just going wherever the fuck it wants okay so i think like to me it's like i think that you were kind of doing something that was like a big deal like you guys had just flown across the freaking world yeah. obviously like you're sad about like jake i mean happy for him yeah but like obviously it sucks being apart from your partner yeah, like that, right? Totally. Like, so it probably was just one of those things where it's like in the back of your mind, you're also sleeping in a new place yeah. and you just got off of a flight. Yeah. So it's like all of those things add up to kind of create like a nightmare. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, But I want to answer some of our, because like some of the stuff in your dream. Um, oh, but let's go into the knitting because that was weird. Oh yeah. The knitting aspect of it. Because yeah. that's like the most symbolic part about the whole thing. So to see like, to dream that you're, um, knitting to dream that you are knitting or like you're seeing knitting yeah it could represent like creativity accomplishments or it could mean that you're avoiding something okay um it could also and what you know what's really funny i was in the very middle of writing a paper a very long paper as well oh so there yeah. you go um so sweaters um indicate like a uh, strong connection to family and home like none of this makes sense really um <laughs> or it could be like innocence immaturity or naive thinking okay which is weird um but i think it's just like honestly one of those really scary weird dreams where, where you like can't even fucking explain it it's just your brain going wild you guys yeah i've and i've read sometimes that like nightmares can actually be a way of your body like mentally detoxing yep yeah that absolutely makes sense um so 
we're going to answer some of your the, our listeners' questions. Absolutely. So, um, verdict on my serial killer nightmare was just just it's crazy it's a nightmare, and we're gonna le- we're gonna learn more about nightmares. Okay. It, like that, I think we'll also we'll answer tie some in of with that. This for yeah. My answer. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So where should we start? So first, um, I'm gonna just tell you a little bit about nightmares. So okay. they're they're most common around, among kids. Okay. Um, because, um, you know, kids they have very active imaginations because their brains are growing, they're learning and they can like usually go in and out of like sleep really like quite easily. When you become an adult, sleep becomes something that you actually are aware of. Whereas kids are kind of just like, they're more living in the moment. Okay. So dreams are more common or nightmares are more common. They're also having a lot of more hormone fluctuations, metabolic, like, right. Mm -hmm. It's just, they're growing, but only, so one in, one of two, every two adults has occasional nightmares, which I actually don't believe. I think everyone's had a nightmare. Don't yeah. you think? Oh, I've, at some I point, yeah. at some point. Um, but two, two to eight percent of adults are plagued by nightmares. Oh, can you imagine having a horrible dream every time you fell asleep? No, that would be horrific. You'd be scared to sleep. Oh, totally. Like, because I don't have a nightmare. Maybe once a year, but when I do, they're, like they're really scary. Like you wake up terrified. Yeah. Oh my god! And so, and nightmares occur during REM sleep, so oh, okay. during the REM cycle of so sleep. Sleep and deep. Yeah. So that's a good sign. So, and and it, they occur um, usually be, because of the way that we sleep, um, usually around the like wee hours of the morning. So around like 3 or 4 a.m. Okay. So, but which is interesting because there's also this thing in like the occult culture that's like called dead time, which is at yeah. 3 a.m. Oh. Um, which is when you're in the deepest sleep. So it's like supposedly when there's the most paranormal activity. Yikes. Freaky, right? That is freaky. That's totally freaky. Right? So- uh, tr- the things that can trigger nightmares are, like we said, like traumatic events, like um, that have happened to you, mm-hmm. can create nightmares. So, like PTSD, okay. anxiety, depression. Um, if you've had like a- an experience that was really scary, um, it could be part of your brain's processor right. trying to learn how to live with this uh, this memory. Right. Um, it gets played out in your dreams in like different ways. So, like if you like let's say you've had an experience where you had to run away from something you might like have dreams that you're like running but can't get away yeah things like that um i know for a lot of like like uh survivors of um like sexual abuse like sometimes it can get played out in your night by by nightmares like i know for me i've i've had like a lot of nightmares in the past okay um but there's so yeah so like kind of like brain processing okay basically um and then Late night snacking boosts metabolism, which increases your brain activity. Aha. So. And I had some late night snacks. Did you? On yeah. Night. Yeah. I think one of them was quite spicy, actually. Oh. I, yeah. I didn't read anything about spiciness, actually. Okay. That. But I find for me that, what is it that gives me nightmares? Is it spicy foods? There's something that gives me nightmares. It's probably good to note. I should probably you take should a probably mental note. probably remember this. Yeah. Um, okay, so this person asked, uh, what does it mean to be chased or to be killed? Or to be killed in your dream. In your dream. Wow. So to be chased in your dream is like signif- significant that you're inv- avoiding a situation that you don't think you can conquer. Right. And, um, then- and if you're being chased like – if you're being chased by like an animal or it kind of can be uh, your own unexpressed or unacknowledged anger that's being projected onto the animal. Mm-hmm. So, and then, um, it's a dream of like death or like being killed. Generally, whenever you dream of death in a dream, it signifies a new beginning. 
So if you yeah. dream of someone dying, that signifies a new beginning for them. If you dream that you yourself are killed, that signifies like a fresh start, new beginning for you. Yeah, like a transitional phase. You're becoming enlightened. Or yeah, um, it's generally, obviously in our waking culture, death is seen as a negative. But in your dreams, it's actually a positive thing to yeah. dream of death. Yeah, I kind of like the atomic bomb, right? Like yeah. it's kind of interesting. Um, the other question that we got, just reading these out here. Um why do some dreams reoccur so much? Aha. Uh-huh. So once again, that is just kind of like, usually if you have a reoccurring dream or a reoccurring nightmare, it's like, it's almost like a brain pathway that your brain has created. Your brain wants to go down that path. Um, and once it gets clicked in, it's like locked in and you just go through the process again. Mm-hmm. So you could just be trying to process something, you know, again, it could be a traumatic event. It could just be if it, the dream has significance enough that you remember it, it's like it's in your memory. So your mem- your mind is going to play it out, okay. right? Um, and then someone asked, what does it mean to run in slow motion? Ooh, to run in slow motion. It, like, because you always, I, I don't know, most people I find when you talk to them about this, yeah. you always feel like you're running in quicksand or underwater in a dream. Yeah. You can never really go fast. Totally. Yeah. So that kind of suggests that you're just feeling powerless, anxious, or frustrated. So you might be going through a hard time in your waking life and experiencing stress, which is immobilizing you. Right. That makes complete sense. Metaphorically. But also, it could just be that because when you're in REM sleep, it... um your your brain is kind of like the most uh the most active right like that's when yeah. you're having your 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 dreams yeah um that's you also can't hour. move okay like well, like you can't move in real life because right. you're in such a deep sleep right so it, it could also just be like your body kind of also recognizing that it actually just can't move being aware of REM yeah okay exactly um what else did we get asked oh this was an interesting one and okay. I didn't know this and um so Someone asked, what is the difference between nightmares and night terrors? Okay. So, because my partner actually suffers from night terrors. Oh, gosh. Okay. I don't even know what that is. So, So, let's hear. Yeah. Okay. So, nightmares, um, they occur during REM sleep, which are usually in the morning. Can you say nightmares again? Nightmares? Why do I (laughs) say it weird? No, the way you said it that that first time, though, you were like, nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Not to take away from the severity of the moment. Yeah. Oh. Watch out. I know. And it's such a dreary day right oh, now. Man, I'm like yeah. feeling freaked out. Oh, by the way, we just had to take a little break. And I looked outside the door when we were talking about the serial killer because we heard the knock. Yeah. And it was an Amazon package. <laughs> like my door was actually knocked on. <laughs> I know. And it freaked me out so bad. Like I was like, oh my yeah. God, I thought oh, someone was here so to murder us. so funny. Um, but yeah, so nightmares. Um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They occur during REM sleep and they involve a dream. So like something happens and you wake up from it and you're terrified, right? Okay. Like, And you yeah. can remember your dream. You're like, oh my God, this just happened. Yeah, totally. Um, night terrors occur in the first few hours of sleep. So not in REM sleep. Okay. And they are feelings, not dreams. Oh. So it's actually your body goes into a state of like emotion. Right. Of, like it could be stress. Uh, like f- essentially that your body goes into flight mode, but there's not a dream associated with it. You don't actually dream of anything. Okay. Um, which is why people will say like, I can't remember, but they just wake up feeling awful. And terrified. Some people w- wake up crying. Wow. Um, but it goes, it goes into like an extreme feeling. Wow. So some people actually even experience night terrors as anger. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they wake up angry. They wake up like like furious. Wow. Yeah, but they don't know why. That's so interesting. And yeah. I hate to say interesting. But like, <laughs> wow. it is, Fascinating. Right? Fascinating. Yeah, Fascinating. I'm glad I don't have night terrors. 
Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, and I'm also glad I don't suffer from chronic nightmares. Oh my god, Ple- like plagued by nightmares. Yeah, fine. Um, yeah, and like if if anyone's ever you know experienced like someone else having a night terror, it's like it can be really scary because you're not really supposed to wake them up. Oh yeah, well because they're in such an intense emotion. Yeah, that it's like you could become like it's like because it's so intense. It's like you, you they might be afraid of you. Whew. So, um. When someone's having a nature, like people experience it differently, but like with my partner, and I don't think he would mind me me sharing this, but like it's like he'll shake, yeah, and like so I'll wake up from the shaking. Oh wow! Or sometimes he'll make little noises and things. Yeah, and little whimpers. Yeah, and so and I'll know. just have to like like you know rub his arm, or I'll be like, it's okay, it's okay, mm-hmm. but like I don't really know what to do ever, and then he'll just wake up and be like, oh my god, yeah, and then he'll be like, oh. But like sometimes like it's like you can have it over and over. Yeah. Which is why it's sometimes hard for people who experience who suffer from night terrors to, yeah. to fall asleep. Oh, completely. Yeah. Wow. Interesting, hey? Yeah, what else do we have? So in there the you go, listener. Question bucket. Um, so we got this question, which <laughs> Yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, you guys. If you poop in a dream, do you poop in real life? Do you want to answer that on the count of three? One, <laughs> two, three. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us is speaking from experience. No. Krista or I have never shit the bed. <laughs> no, but d- is it? Physically. So we, we've read, we've, because we've covered this on a previous episode, but usually if you're pooping in a dream, it's because you, like you're trying to poo. Oh yeah. yeah. Right? But, but, you, if you, but actually, if you actually poop. If you actually pooped in the dream, <laughs> we're pretty sure you would poop in real life. And it's because it's the same thing with peeing. If you yeah. pee in a dream, you will pee in real life. Totally. Totally. Imagine like yeah. pooing. Like, Shitting the I mean, sounds okay, horrific. Here's, here's, it's one thing if like, like you're sick and you have like diarrhea or something. Like that's a different kind of shit the bed. Yeah. But like imagine like. An you, actual poop. <laughs> you actually just dream that you're pooping. And so you like have like an actual log. In your bed. In your bed. <laughs> That sounds like a nightmare. That is a nightmare. No, that's a night terror. <laughs> that is a night terror for yeah. sure. Ooh. Wow. Well, at least whenever you have night terrors, you don't poop. Oh, God. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Thank yeah. God for that. <laughs> I mean, you always have that going for you. That's true. Um. So then the last, let me see. Do we answer all these? So we've got, what does it mean to be chased and to be killed? Why do we have reoccurring nightmares? Why do dreams reoccur so much? And then... We had the we okay we answered everything oh except for this last one okay I keep having a nightmare about my mom having dementia oh no history of dementia in their family wow it's just really random right I think you have to look at a what a mother symbolizes and that's yeah. generally love and protection and warmth and then what dreaming of like a disease generally symbolizes which has the connotations of something being a threat literally to Mm -hmm. that love and protection and warmth that you feel. Yeah, exactly. And so it it could imply that there's like a waking situation that's causing you to like lose your mind. So you have to think about like what the, or perhaps like uh, could be reflective of uh, like a situation or someone that's like driving you crazy or it could also just signify like your fears okay like you could just have a fear that your mom is going to get dementia or maybe you have you're having an issue with your mom right now yeah totally so you have to think about how it's being like what the significance of the person is to you like what is your relationship like with your mom right um it could be that like maybe you guys have like a conflict or like maybe she's like driving you nuts yeah or it could just be that you are really close to your mom and you're just like it's like a reflection of your own personal fears of like Maybe, like, her aging. Oh, yeah. Completely. That's completely valid. Right? And, like, losing that connection or something. Yes. Like, a being a, it could just be, like, 
you're afraid to lose your mom because mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> literally uh, like you could even just be afraid of your mom dying mm-hmm. because dementia is kind of a death of sorts yeah it's really awful it is terrible yeah. it's heartbreaking it is heartbreaking man it's terrible. so so i think we are a pretty thorough little dreamologist i think so i hope you guys liked that learning yeah. about nightmares and stuff i hope no one has a nightmare tonight yeah or if you did terror, right in i hope none of you pooped the bed tonight yeah yeah don't shit the bed and blame it on us yeah <laughs> Can we get coffee cups or t-shirts that say, don't you shit you a bed and blame it on me? <laughs> oh my God. Why are we this way? Um, Man. Yeah. Um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of shitting the bed, if you ever want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Bryelix, B-R-Y-H-E-L-I-X. And I'm at Carminal, K-A-R-M-I-N-A-L. I couldn't resist that segue. Oh my God. But uh, yeah, find us on Instagram, Backchat Podcast, um, or write us in at backchatpodcast at gmail.com. We love your emails. Yeah, we love Keep your emails. Coming. We love your correspondence. Love your DMs. It's yeah. always fun hearing from you guys. Slide into us in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Okay, Brian. In terms of correspondence. And on that note. <laughs> I think that's about a wrap on this week's episode of Backchat. I'm Brian. I'm Chris something. And together we are Backchat. Backchat. Do, 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 do.